Hi, everyone. It's Dave Stahoviak here, host of the Coaching for Leaders podcast with the start of a brand new audio course on key tactics for leading through ambiguity. I've just opened up applications to the Coaching for Leaders Academy through this Friday, March 18th. The Academy is a year-long cohort of participant leaders who work personally with me to create movement in their leadership development and organizational results. You can find out more by going over to coachingforleaders.com academy. That's also the best place to apply. This is the first lesson in a special audio course this week on key tactics for leading through ambiguity. It is a time that there is a lot of ambiguity in many places, and leaders are being called upon now to help create positive direction in times of change. I've been working with many of our members throughout the pandemic on how to navigate really ambiguous situations. In this brief course, I'm going to zero in on four tactics that I've seen work for other leaders that I think might also be helpful to you right now. Many of you know that we don't engage sponsors here on the podcast and we don't run ads from other organizations. So whenever I open up applications to our academy, Rather than just posting an announcement, I try to provide something that's helpful to everyone in our listening community, even if the academy isn't right. So this is the first of four lessons airing each day this week on leading through ambiguity. And once applications to the academy close on March 18th, this course is going to vanish off the public directories and apps, but I'll still be making it available for full access inside of our free membership portal. Those of you who are free members already have full access. You can just log into the site and select the button that says Courses. And if you don't already have a free membership set up, just go over to coachingforleaders.com and you'll get permanent access to this course and all the other benefits inside the free membership portal, including a number of past audio courses that are already there. So with that, let's get started with the first lesson. About 20 years ago, it was around 9 p.m. one evening, and my phone suddenly rang. I was surprised to see my regional manager's name on the screen, since it was pretty unusual for him to reach out after hours, especially that late in the evening. As the call started, I could immediately tell he was stressed. He explained that a few transitions had happened with the district staff earlier that day, and that he was moving me to a new location effective immediately. He also asked if I could attend the general manager's meeting in our district that next morning. I, of course, said that I would, but I didn't put two and two together until he finished the conversation with this. Oh, I almost forgot. Congratulations. You're now a general manager. Probably not the best way to tell someone they've been promoted, but hey, I was glad for the opportunity. And the reality is, is that a lot of promotions happen because of sudden transitions that create a domino effect. Also not uncommon was the reality that I soon found myself in, inheriting a less-than-ideal situation. My predecessor was needed somewhere else in the company. As a result, some of the initiatives she had started were at kind of awkward halfway points, and a number of long-standing issues had not yet been addressed since she'd only been in the role a short period of time. I ended up staying only six weeks in that role when yet another unrelated transition happened elsewhere and pulled me to yet another location. But I learned a lot during that six weeks. I wish I could tell you today 
that it was a brilliant month and a half of laying a great foundation for the next person. The reality was that a key person quit shortly after I arrived, and I spent most of the entire time just trying to keep my head above water. For a while, I had chalked up that brief six-week assignment as basically lost time just because of circumstances outside my control. And while that was somewhat true, I know now that I missed a lot of opportunities during that time to do better. Looking back today, I have the benefit of perspective from both leadership experts and also from the excellent leadership I see daily in so many of our members. There are three things I could have done a lot better, and I've also seen helpful to other leaders who are inheriting tough situations. They come down to three A's, assessment, alignment, and action. Let's look at them one by one. First, assessment. Assessment is taking some period of time to talk with all the relevant stakeholders and discover how the current situation evolved. The key here is to set aside blame and judgment and approach this from a place of genuine curiosity. All those years ago, I was pretty conscious about not pointing any fingers at my predecessor or the situation itself, but I didn't take enough time to understand why some of the past decisions had been made. As a result, I too quickly started making changes and didn't ever get to what was most critical at the time. How much time you have to do proper assessment varies widely by organization and culture. Could be as little as a week or as much as six months, depending on the role you inherit and the size of the organization. But even if that assessment time must be brief, it should be intentional. Do your best during assessment to suspend judgment for a bit and be curious. I realized too late that there were almost always good reasons behind what had happened that made sense at the time to somebody, sometimes people who were still on my staff, even if I ultimately disagreed with the decisions that had been made. Second, you'll need to do alignment. I never attempted to do much of that in that first role as a general manager. Instead, senior leadership had defined the timeline and metrics for success, and I just agreed to what they proposed. But some of their assumptions and metrics were wrong and ultimately resulted in more complexity. Not because they weren't trying to be supportive, but because they weren't there to see the reality of the situation. It never really occurred to me at the time to negotiate with senior leadership's expectations based on what I was seeing. Now I make this invitation to leaders all the time who are going into similar situations. Once you have a better picture of the reality in front of you through the assessment process, you're wise to align with senior leadership on everybody's expectations. I wish I had a simple formula for you to follow on this. The truth is, is that there isn't one. Every situation is different. It's hard to find the sweet spot between overpromising results and not being assertive enough on what your team's capabilities are. What I am certain about is the necessity of not skipping this step. Even if you're vastly misaligned about what results should look like going forward, it's far better to expose that misalignment early so you can all work through it and talk through it. Coming to that conclusion six months later is almost never good for the organization or for you. By that time, you're not new in the role anymore, 
and whatever results you've created, you own, even if they don't have anything to do with your team or you. And finally, step three is to take action, but perhaps a little differently than you might be used to in other leadership situations. In a less than ideal situation, you'll almost always need to take things in phases, both in the what you do and in the how you do it. Let me explain. One of our members recently inherited a team that was severely understaffed and inexperienced. It was a hard place for him to be because it's not his normal style of leadership to be directive. He likes being a good delegator, a collaborator, and a coach. We discussed the situation he inherited, and he decided he was going to need to be a very different kind of leader for the short to medium term. Instead of being more collaborative, he determined that being more directive was probably going to help the team more in getting out of the immediate crisis. He ended up telling the team that for the next six months, he was going to be a lot more directive than he'd normally want to be because he recognized that the staffing issue demanded it. Once they resolved it, he said that he'd planned to transition back to his style of being a lot more collaborative. After he shared that with the team, he came back and told me that he was a bit surprised at their response. He was thinking they might be concerned or even defensive about his plans to be more directive, but instead, they all seemed relieved that he was going to start making some quick decisions. It turned out that a lack of direction was what a bunch of them thought had gotten the team into a bad spot in the first place. When you inherit a less than ideal situation, your phases will vary. More or less direction, greater or fewer resources, uh, maybe even adding to or abandoning certain metrics for a period of time. Regardless of what the dynamics are, you can't resolve a less than ideal situation all at once. Get clear on what those phases are, at least as best as you can see them, and then articulate those phases to all the stakeholders as you begin to act. That will help everybody put a lot more context around ambiguity. Those three steps, assessment, alignment, and action, will help you get started on making progress through ambiguity in a less than ideal situation. Leadership requires most of us to wear two hats pretty regularly. The big picture strategic hat on where we're going in the long run, and the short-term operational hat of what needs to happen next. We're really intentional in the academy about doing both of those things constantly. The creation and focus on a long-term vision and the daily actions throughout the commitments and problem solving to make meaningful progress. Applications just open to the academy and you can find details and apply before Friday, March 18th at coachingforleaders.com academy. And if you want access to this audio course permanently, simply go to coachingforleaders.com and set up your free membership. Now that we've overviewed the key steps, lesson two is coming tomorrow on how to discover more through some critical questions. See you then.